This is the day that the Lord has made. Go now. Go now. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is Bible talk. Percy Wilson Garrett. I'm checking. Make sure. Hello, Carpio. God bless you, brother. I'm going to go ahead and put the camera up. Now that I know that I'm live. I'm doing two things at this time, uh, Carpio. I'm doing a a podcast at the same time I'm doing haps. So I got to be careful at this time that I don't I don't do anything wrong. But uh, I'm glad to be here on haps and also on uh, Anchor Bot Podcast. And I don't want to belabor the point. Bible Talk has come to you uh, with a topic that's uh, dear to my heart, and that topic is uh, found in Revelation chapter 18, specifically in, in verse 22, but the whole chapter is pertinent to the issue. When the music stops, it's what uh, the title of the broadcast is, and I say that because one day uh, the music is going to stop according to this chapter and this specific verse in Revelation chapter 18. John is just about at the end of the chapter when he uh, writes these verses. As a matter of fact, it just may be the end. Uh, many say that this book is not written uh, in a way that's specific to having a, a conclusion at the end of the book. The conclusion could actually happen before the book ends. So we'll see uh, what's going on with this book tonight. We do want you to know as Christians that Christ has promised never to leave you nor forsake you. And he's coming back for you, the church, to receive you to himself. You will not be condemned or damned when he returns. He's coming back for his bride. And his bride will return in glory with him. But it is a warning to the bride to make sure that you walk in holding this. And when we see in this uh, chapter of Revelation, chapter 18, we tell the bride to come out from among them. Come out from them. He telling the bride that I'm just about to do something. I'm just about uh, to bring my wrath on the world of the ungodly. So come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. 
that walk from among them, notice I said that now, that walk from among them, not with them, just may be an indication whether or not you belong to him. I was listening to a broadcast today, and the question in that broadcast was, are you led by the Spirit or the flesh? That's a good question. I didn't get a chance to respond to the question, but if I had had a chance to respond, this is what I would have said. I would have said that all Christians and every Christian is led by the Spirit or you're not a Christian. You cannot be a Christian if you're not led by the Spirit. Romans 8, 14 tells us that. And I love the book of Romans because it is uh, Paul's book of theology. Or should I say God's book? Because God is the author of it. But Romans 8, 14 uh, says these words. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the children of God. So if you're led by the Spirit, you are born again. The Holy Spirit is living in you. Just as Christ said, if any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink, and out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This, John said, he spake of the Holy Spirit, uh, upon whom those who believe would receive. This is John seven thirty nine. Christ had not yet been uh, put to death and had not yet been glorified. So the Holy Spirit had not yet been sent to indwell men. But when he, when he came on the day of Pentecost, he indwelt men. And the one that he indwelt on that Pentecost day, all 3,000 of them in the audience and the 120 in the upper room. All were baptized into Christ by the Holy Spirit and sealed by him until the day of eternity, until the day of Christ. So, just, just like he said, lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. But he gave a warning, though. He gave a warning to the world. And I got news for you. The world won't listen. But we still must preach. We still must teach God's word. We must do all we can to demonstrate what the half-brother of Jesus Christ said we should do. Jude, the half-brother of Jesus, said these words. Snatch some from the fire. And we do that not about a testimony of ourselves, but, a, but, but, a, but the testimony of Jesus Christ. Consider Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. This showing us how men, women, and children can be snatched from, from the fire of hell. 
John said that they overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb, by what Jesus did at Calvary's cross, by paying the death penalty for their sins. They understood that all of their sins were paid for. That the sin debt had been fully paid by Jesus Christ at Calvary's cross. So they couldn't be condemned. Y'all have to help me now. They could not be condemned no matter what the devil did. Consider Romans chapter 8 just for a minute. What Christ, uh, what Paul said. Uh, who who can lay anything? Including the devil. Who can lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Who can charge God's chosen ones with sin? Who can charge God's children with guilt? Y'all listen to, listen to me now. I'm talking about eternal salvation, eternal security that nothing and no one can take away because nothing in the past, the present, or the future in all creation can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. So who can lay anything to the charge of God's elect? That's, that's Romans 8, 32 and 33. It is, it, is, it is God who justifies. It is God who makes you righteous inside and out. He, give, he, give, he makes us righteous by setting us free from our sin debt giving us a, a, a righteous standing before God. And he also, through the born-again experience, the new creation, makes us righteous on the inside. There's a verse in Romans chapter 4, verse 25, that used to baffle me. Well, Paul said he was delivered for our transgression. I understood that. He was raised for our, for our justification. That I didn't understand. He was delivered from my sins. God punished him and judged him in my place. I understood that. And forgave me for my sins. But he was also raised for my justification. which gave me a legal standing before God. But I learned down through the years that he also, in his resurrection, made me intrinsically justified, righteous. You know, I hear so many of us saying that, well, you know I'm not perfect. Well, I'll tell you something. He has affected forever them that are sanctified. But anyway, uh, he, he justified me 
uh, externally and internally. And I love how uh, Paul puts it in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24, when he talks about my internal justification. He said, put on the new man, which after God, listen now, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. That's intrinsic righteousness. Not not only am I uh, standing before God, set free from my sins, guilt, and penalty, but I'm also righteous in Christ. Do you know what? If he had not made me righteous, I could not be seated in heavenly places right now. <clears throat> because you have to be perfect to be seated in heavenly places. You have to be righteous to, to be seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I mean, you have to be absolutely righteous to go to heaven. You, yes. <clears throat> he forgave me. But I can't go to heaven just based on forgiveness. No unclean thing will go to heaven. You've got to be clean. Isaiah said that we are as an unclean thing. So unless we become a clean thing, and guess what? He made us clean. Romans, uh, Hebrew chapter 1. He, he purified us by himself. And back to Revelation back to Revelation chapter one, verse five. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. So he cleansed us and and, and at the resurrection uh he made us one with him. If any man be in Christ, he's a new, clean, righteous, justified creature. Ready for heaven. Ready for heaven right now. We don't have to get ready. I'm serious. We don't have to get ready. He's made us ready. Consider Colossians chapter 1, verse 12, where Paul said, giving thanks to, to God the Father, who has made us worthy. Every Christian is worthy. Go to heaven. He, he has made us worthy to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. who has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his son right now. The moment we were saved, he rescued us. He saved us. That's what salvation means, to be saved, to be rescued from hell, from sin, from death, but he did, he did more than just save us. 
He did something else. He gave us new life, and he gave us a new place called heaven. He, he, he did it at the moment we were born again. He, has, he did the same thing for you and I that he did for Enoch and Elijah. Enoch never died, but God translated him and took him to heaven. Same thing, with, same thing with Elijah, we're told. So at the moment that we are saved, we're translated. Right there, we don't have to wait. The only thing we're waiting on is this dirt body to be glorified. That's all we're waiting on. But while we're waiting, we have work to do. And that work is to snatch as many from the fire as possible. Some in my family, some in your family, some all around the world that we don't even know. Paul preached to people all around the world of his day. Some he didn't know. But this is what he said to Timothy. Concerning preaching the gospel, preaching the good news. It's that, that I endure all things for the sake of the elect that they might be saved. What Paul was saying is this God has already chosen his children, he knows who they are. He said, Jesus would say, I know my sheep. And I give to them eternal life, and they shall never perish. But God's means of rescuing his children, saving his children, is through hearing the gospel. He said in Romans chapter 10, All that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how can they call on him in whom they have not believed. Okay. If you don't believe, if you don't believe he's God, that he died for your sins and rose the third day, you can't. You don't believe, and you, and you can't call on him. And how can they believe unless they have heard? How can they call on him whom they have not? Uh, Believe, and how can they believe in him in whom they have not heard? If you, don't, if you have not heard him, you can't believe. And how can you hear without a preacher? That's what Paul was saying. The faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I, I hear so much stuff today. People talk about singing and and praising and and all kind of stuff and praying, but you have to hear the word to know God. God had made Himself known through His word. You can't pray to God that you don't know. 
You can't worship a God that you don't know. That's what Jesus said. The, the, the Jews, he said, worship me with their lips, but their heart is far from me because they don't know me. You can only know God through his word. And they had the living word walking among them, and they didn't know he was God. Instead of worshiping him with their heart and knowledge, they killed him. Oh, Paul said, Romans chapter 10, My heart's desire for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they're being, they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. They took the law over the lawgiver, and they perished. I say that because when Revelation chapter 18 comes to be, many who are walking in religion will perish. Good men in the world's eye will die and go to hell. Good men. Jew and Gentile, but specifically I'm talking about Jews, the law keepers. But they have not been changed because the law can't change you. That's why Christ said, come out from, from among them and be you separate. But we're looking at Revelation chapter 18. And time is winding down. It could happen today. One of the things he said in this chapter is that it all happened in one day. I mean, I understand that one day to the Lord of a thousand years and a thousand years is that one day. I understand that. But but this, this chapter said uh the whole world system, the Babylonian Babylonian system, perished or will perish in one day. And then uh, three times it said one hour. One hour and God will destroy this world. And this is just a warning tonight. But it's a serious warning. Because it could happen at any time. You can't expect to have a, another thousand years. You might. But you won't be around for another thousand years. You could die tonight and spend the rest of, rest of eternity in hell. And we don't want that. We're trying to snatch you from the fire. We want you to be expected and ready. Christ said, be ye ready, for you know not the hour when the Son of Man may come. You don't know. 
He said, concerning his coming, and it's unexpected, sir. He said, uh, the world will be like it was in the days of Noah, when the Son of Man returned. He said they were selling, they were marrying, and giving in marriage. They were living their lives as though God did not exist. Listen, they were living as practical atheists that turned their heart and their mind toward the world and the world system. They depended on the world for existence. It's kind of like what, Paul, what uh, Solomon said about the, about the rich. He said that the rich run to their wealth in a time of trouble. But the poor run to their God. And he's a strong tower. Riches will let you down. Every rich man who trusts in his riches die and go to hell. Well, a man What will a man give in exchange for his soul? And will a man gain the whole world and lose his soul? It's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Sometimes we say, we're doing it for our children and our grandchildren. But Solomon said, Solomon said, and Ecclesiastes, he said, what if I work hard all the days of my life and gain all of the world's riches? Who's to say? If I gain all the world's riches and become the richest man in the world, who is to say that I won't die and leave it to a fool? Number one, he did die. Number two, he did leave it to a fool. His son. When Solomon died, he had a kingdom of 12 tribes, a nation of 12 tribes. His evil son lost 10 of those tribes that went north. That was the battle between Jeroboam, Jeroboam and Rehoboam. 10 tribes went north. Two stayed in the southern kingdom. So you can gain the world's riches, but we're told as Christians, my brothers and sisters, be content. Isn't that hard to do? Help me out now. Isn't that hard? to do? First Timothy chapter 6. So Paul says that the, that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. But, but Christians, he said, uh, be 
content with such things as you have. In other words, love not the world. These are the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, this world and the lust they are shall pass away. But the man who trusts in the Lord and doeth his will lives forever. He doesn't we don't have to worry about when he come when he's coming back. We as Christians do not have to worry about when he's coming back because guess what? If we are here, if we are here, he's coming back for us. And those of us who are not here, he's bringing it back from heaven to receive that glorified body. And then we'll be with him for eternity. The problem is all those who don't know him. All those who reject him. But 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 Christ says when I when I find faith, would there be faith on the earth when the Son of Man returns? He's saying not much. Because the world would be like it was in the days of Noah. They knew not that the flood was coming until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Now listen, they saw him build an ark. They saw it parked in his driveway. They saw him at the warehouse buying nails and hammers for all those years. And God told him that in 120 years, He's going to bring rain on the earth and flood the earth. The whole earth. And Noah preached that for 120 years. It's going to rain. Y'all need to get on the dark. Y'all need to get ready. You need to turn your heart to God. You need to, you need to, you need to forsake your sin. He kind of like what Isaiah said to him. Come. Come, Isaiah 118, come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be as crimson, they shall be as white as wool. God will clean you up if you come to him. But they love their sins. They love this world system. I mean, they were bad. God said in Genesis chapter 6 that their imagination were evil, the, the, the thoughts and the intentions of their hearts were only evil always. Listen, now, listen, listen, listen to what God just said. The, the, the thoughts and intentions were only evil, always. Hear that? Only evil, always. We see that today, don't we? We see that today, don't we? 
say that today. We see folks today who are calling evil good and good evil. Sad situation. Sad situation. I'm coming out of the camera. Let me put myself back in back in the camera a little bit. Sorry about that. Ah. But but Noah preached to them. Lord have mercy, y'all. Do you know that Noah's granddaddy died in the year of the flood? Noah's granddaddy lived for 969 years and died in the year of the flood, and we don't know whether he died in the flood or not. Matsuda could have, I'm not saying he did, I hope he didn't, because those who died in the flood, Peter called them the world of the ungodly. But 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 Noah's granddaddy Methuselah died in the same year as the flood, and he had other grandchildren. Noah's daddy and mama had other grandchildren. By the way, Noah's daddy uh, died before the flood. He died five years before Methuselah did. So he died before the flood. But 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 he had other children. Noah had sisters and brothers. And the Bible doesn't make mention of whether or not they died in the flood or not. But they could have. Their children could have died in the flood. They, they, they would probably say Uncle Noah is going crazy. Uncle Noah had built the boat. Talking about it's going to rain. It's never rained before. As far as we know, because we're told that there was a mist, a a a a, a, a uh oh, I got I got to go and check my security system. I'll be back in a minute. 